I thought something was amiss because your face was frozen for a good two minutes. And I was like, oh, okay, oh yeah. maybe he's just pretending to be <laughs> frozen. And you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous with Star Command. You Sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. Oh, yeah, well, good riddance, you loony. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Welcome back, friends, to the Complete Guide to Horror podcast. Today, we're talking Curse of Chucky, the 2013 film and the sequel to 2004's Seed of Chucky that sees a return to the franchise's source material, bringing back the straightforward horror elements found in the first Child's Play film, as well as Chucky's classic appearance. Who's it from? It doesn't say. We found him. Chucky's my friend till the end. Hey, wanna play? Can't we sleep in with you tonight? It's only a storm. Good night, baby. Sweet dreams. Don't forget Chucky. Now, I was very late to the party with this installment. I only watched this for the first time probably around 2018, 2019, I think, and I loved it. I had seen bits and pieces of it before when it got released around 2013, but it wasn't enough to get me to watch the full movie. But when I did watch it, I appreciated the emphasis on horror over comedy. At the same time, I thought this had some pretty fucking funny parts. So I know it's not explicitly said as like horror comedy hybrid, like Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, but I still think it's up there in terms of funniness. You know, my mind always goes to the, you have your mother's eyes and they're always too fucking close together. Like I yeah. always think of that part. <laughs> uh, Coop, we'll start with you. Uh, what did you think about this installment? Uh, I love this movie. Um, I think it's a really, really strong installment. I feel like it's um, probably what kicked off the interest in the franchise again. Um, Because although Seed of Chucky was very good, there was, you know, so there was sort of a lull after that. They didn't really um, do anything up until this movie. Um, It was really good to see a Chucky movie uh, move in a darker direction. Like you said, it's still, it still maintains uh, the humor of uh, Brad Dourif's Chucky. That's always going to be there. Um, But it's definitely one of the darker, if not the darkest of the Chucky movies, even in the way that Chucky looks once he's revealed. kind of like that everyone was kind of baited into thinking that like it's kind of it may be a reboot like look at what's this chucky look like um but it's all this prosthetic over his face to cover up the fact that it's still that you know stitches all over him clad chucky that we all love but he's just so much more evil looking when he is revealed um the killings are a lot more brutal 
particularly the um, I always forget his name, Ian. I think it is when he when he cops the uh, the axe to the mouth. Mm. That is fucking yeah. brutal. Uh, I like the way they uh, built suspense before Chucky was ever really revealed. Um, the kitchen scene where, where you're trying to work out who got poisoned is really, really good. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just, I was along for the ride with this when I first watched this movie. I thought it was really good. Um, I like how more is, um, there's more added to the lore uh, with the background of Chucky's character uh, with Nika's mother um, and how she led to him being killed essentially um and how he's always held that grudge so there's you know finally he's got someone else that he can uh shit on other than andy barkley um but as we all know um if we've seen the post credit scene in this movie that uh there is an appearance by andy barkley as well no don't get me anything do me a favor ma no surprises hey herbie remove the derby yeah. I'll be there. <gasps> Play with this. Andy! I thought it was good, but I, I liked the fact that um, Tiffany wasn't a big part of this movie. Um, although I love Tiffany, I love Jennifer Tilly, I thought it was good to have a movie that sort of kind of just rested on the laurels of it being a suspenseful movie and Chucky being very violent and... Um, all that kind of shit without sort of the zinging one-liners back and forth between Chucky and Tiffany where it can get a little bit silly here and there. Um, but they still had the nod to the fact that she's still involved um, and that, you know, shit's a, a whole lot bigger um, than you may have previously thought. Um, and, of course, the questions raised by the end of this movie, the fact that you do see um him get to oh what's the character's name i never remember um the young girl that he's trying to steal her soul or steal her body is it alice uh, i think alice Pierce. alice i think it is um he, he gets to yeah he gets to alice um but then again you've also got the scene at the end of the movie where he's gone after andy barkley and he's still a doll um so it's you know yeah raises the question of hang on a minute has, isn't he in that girl now that's what she said <laughs> michael, <laughs> michael, michael please please Mwah! come on reinvigorated the fa- franchise and got people interested again really good kills um some questionable acting in there here and there but you get that in any horror movie um but yeah fucking 10 out of 10 i love it yeah yeah I got to say, I really love that poison scene. Um, for me, that was a bit more of the highlight, uh, only because I don't think we'd seen a sequence like that before in a previous Chucky movie. So for it to come in, it still feel fresh because this is the sixth installment. Yeah, Charles Wayne, one, two, three, Bride Seed. Mm. Oh, one, two, three, Six. Bride Seed. Yeah. Six, yeah. yeah. I forgot how to count for a minute. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, BB, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, well, off the bat, I'm always a bit funny when franchises decide to go into a VOD release rather than a cinema release because I often seem to kind of associate VOD releases for franchise movies as being shit or being that shit that they need to go to just a 
direct video release rather than going to the movies. So I think off the bat, I was initially hesitant that this was just going to be some shitty, I think it's a Netflix-related remake, isn't it? Is it Netflix? Association um, with or no, it, it was it was first a video on demand slash yeah. uh direct to DVD and then Netflix acquired not acquired it uh yeah. like it went on Netflix about a year or two afterwards yeah. but so uh, yeah. distributed by Universal Studios Home Entertainment so yeah straight yeah. to DVD through Universal Studios um so yeah initially I was hesitant about it so I just thought it was just going to be some crappy sort of sequel but I was actually quite surprised I thought it was like a return to form in a way particularly maybe with the first um, one to three Chucky movies like Child's Play more horror elements less comedy which I think was probably appreciated by most people instead of like it's cooped there between sort of Tiffany and Chucky this constant dialogue and this more comedy route they went with Bride and Cedar Chucky um, I felt at times it felt like a B-grade horror. I think, I don't know if it's a budget thing or maybe I just had this mindset because of this mod module that I'm going with rather than a movie franchise, um, a cinema release. Um, but no, I did like it. It When it was sort of set in the house to start with, it also reminded me of um, Would You Rather? And I thought it's going to be exactly the same thing again where it's one room. And I mean, it was shot in the house, but I think uh, predominantly but I think they actually did a good effort with this one. And I, I agree with Coop. When Chucky first appeared, I thought the doll appeared, what do I want to say, maybe like bloated or constipated. And I thought this mm. is the look they were going with. And I thought something's going on here with the budget. There's been something going on here. And then when Chucky actually was revealed finally, yeah. they the face off. I'm like, okay, good. They're going back to traditional Chucky here. But I was worried for a bit that we were kind of going for some weird hybrid Chucky that no one had seen and I was like this does not look scary yeah um, yeah there was actually a couple of things <laughs> I was blindsided by the um, the kiss between the two women I did not see that coming Gay rights! It, it was the whole thing where the husband was um, like uh, the wife was jealous of the husband spending time with the girl and then later on it's like the babysitter order the names and then they kiss mm. and I was like oh okay did not see that coming maybe I just wasn't <laughs> Um, one note I will make, which Coop uh, did touch on, but I kind of had a different opinion, was I noticed that Chucky to actually appear and be, like, be Chucky, it was nearly 45 minutes into the film, which I think for Chucky, I've, I think I would have preferred him to appear earlier than that 45-minute mark because I think, you know, the location was just predominantly in the house and I was sort of more um, hanging around for Chucky rather than the ambience of the house in the dinner setting. Um, but no, I think it was a, it was a good sequel. I think, it, like I said, returned to form in a way and more going for the horror. And as Cooper said as well, quite dark, which is what I appreciated. But yeah, I think they did a pretty good job with this one. Hmm. I I got to say, I, I'm tossing it between whether my favourite part of the movie is the poison scene, like that entire sequence, or... I always love when there's some sneaky, like, queer reveal in the movies. I love the secret lesbian lovers. Yeah. But I, I think I'm going to go with the poison scene. I That's something that always sticks out to me when I think of Curse of Chucky. Um, 
But I was like, I, I actually completely forgot that it was the fake Chucky face at the start of the movie where, like, that's something I just did not think about. I was like, what are they talking about? And I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like that. I thought that was kind of clever because it's at first you think it's like a bit of a fuck you to the audience. Like, oh, you criticize how many times we changed Chucky's appearance. Well, surprise, here's another one. But then it's like mm. a... Oh, almost like a drag race reveal. Like he would have yeah. won that challenge of the week, but yeah. Watch out, Sasha Valor. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coop, did you have any like particular favorite part of the movie? Uh, all of it. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, prob- <sighs> probably that kill that I mentioned before um, of the axe to the mouth. It's just just peak violent, crazy Chucky, you know, having a moment. Um, but, yeah, I'd be inclined to agree with you as well, Justin, with the, the dinner scene. Um, I really like the sort of tension building um of that of who's you know who's got poison how's this gonna go um the fact that you haven't seen chucky yet at that point but you've seen some sort of movements here and there um and it's yeah you, d- you sort of don't really know what's how violent it's gonna get at that point and so yeah that's a really good scene as well so yeah uh bp did you have any particularly favorite parts yeah, I agree. The dinner setting that was really good. It's a lot of suspense. I think I got a bit of anxiety watching it because I didn't know if it was actually. I forgot actually get the rat poison. I did have mm. an inkling it was the um, church guy, but then I thought was it the young girl, and I didn't know if Chucky may have fucked it up and didn't know what. Because there's a scene where she goes to eat and he goes don't, and then I was sort of like, oh, maybe that's the one. What's that, Chucky? Oh, Chucky wants to know what's for dinner. And I also had a chuckle with the babysitter when she got electrocuted and she's on the laptop. And then it's just like a shot of her, like, looking over and Chucky's looking at her. And she's just like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> kind of reminded me of um, Home Alone 2 where, um, is it, my, um, I think, Mark, where he gets electrocuted downstairs. That's what yeah. I Yeah. <laughs> I like that as well. Every time I think of Home Alone where they just, like, hold on to the doorknob as it's, like, burning them. Have you ever seen that part in Family Guy where they make fun of it? We now return to Home Alone with competent robbers. Hey, be careful. There's cars on the floor here. Thanks. That's weird, huh? Yeah, the doorknob was really hot, but I just let go instead of holding on to it. And there's some ice on the stairs to the basement, so I guess just don't go down there. Just so you guys know, I have a tarantula. Well, now there are no witnesses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that. He's on the top of the staircase or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was, um, I don't know if anyone picked it up, and I don't know if it was just a bit of play on product placement, but there's a scene with um, Charles Lee Ray where it's like the black and white shot back in the day and he's wearing gray bands and i didn't know if that was like a take on because it's charles lee ray sort of thing but i don't know if anyone else knows yeah. that but he's wearing ray bands no, in that shot yeah i mm. did try to see if there was any sponsorship promotions or any kind yeah. of public information on that there was nothing available but i have a feeling it was more to do with the, the ray 
part of the Ray-Ban That's sunglasses to try and like yeah. be like, no, it's Charles Lee Ray. Right. Ray. Oh, my bad. With this movie, I don't have any least favorite parts. For me, the sequences were pretty like close together. It was enough to keep me entertained. Um, I not necessarily a least favorite part, but I kind of wish they included the post-credit scene with Andy Barkley into the movie itself somehow, like whether it's cold open or if it's a, you know, another cold ending after the Tiffany sequence. But because I don't know, because I don't think I actually watched the post-credit scene until someone else had told me about it. And I was like, wait, what? And then I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is so good. It sets up Cult of Chucky very, very good. But yeah. if I hadn't watched it, I'd be watching Cult of Chucky being like, why the fuck is Andy here? <laughs> Wasn't he in Toy Story or some shit? No, but <laughs> yeah, that I, I definitely agree with that because I was when I rewatched Curse of Chucky the other day, I actually went to fast forward to the end because I was watching it on Amazon or something like that um, to see that end credit scene, and it wasn't on there. Oh. So like, so I like unless you watched it on the DVD or something, for some yeah. reason they've cut that off where wherever I was streaming it. I was like, what the Let- fuck? It just yeah. Unless yeah. it's like the unrated version with bonus features not seen on, yeah, TV or whatever. It is. But it's, it's such like a vi- it's such a vital part to, like, if you you'd be like, what the fuck? Why is why is he ahead? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. This is part of my gripe with streaming services is that I know. You know, no one can afford a DVD these days because I remember when they were like $35 brand new and you get yeah. special features, you get scene selections, you get all that bonus material. You don't get that on any of the streaming like Netflix or yeah. I don't know, Amazon, uh, Stan, Tubi. There's no avenues for things like that. And it sucks because they could easily implement it. There's, you know, you have play, watch trailer, uh, view synopsis and then you just have like special features i reckon if one of the streaming services came out with that people i'm not saying it would make people subscribe to it more but it might be a way to retain customers netflix if you're listening to this please do this so you don't lose another 200 million people but even then like i bought i bought two t i bought two dvds yesterday for the first time in like six years and i bought one because it was a long lost TV series for my little sister. Uh, it was around this uh, creepy pasta story called Candle Cove, and we've been trying forever to find it on like Pirate Bay or one of the streaming services. Could never find it, and I felt a little bit duped because I also bought season eleven of the X Files because I'm going to Sydney tomorrow, so I need something to watch in like this cheap rundown IGA style hotel I'm staying at that only has a DVD player. And I was like, oh, it says JB Hi-Fi is like two for 20. That's fine. Got to the counter and she's like, yep, $45. And I'm like, $45 for two DVDs. I was going to go full Karen on it and be like, but it says two for 20 up there, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, nah, these are pretty rare DVDs. No wonder a bit higher price, but even some of the Blu-rays, like there was a, blu-ray steelbook for that moonfall movie like deep impact 3.0 but with the moon and it was 61 dollars and i thought pardon me no offense to roland emmerich but no one's paying 61 dollars for a 2022 remaster of deep impact come Mm. on (laughs) seriously yeah Yeah. that whole resurgence of like cassettes and vinyl which has been for a while but there's also does my head in 
Yeah, but VHS tapes, I know, were sort of back in fashion, you know, fetching two, three hundred dollars if someone had a particular yeah. series and whatnot. So I think it's also that thing because I know one JV Hi Fi up my end has actually got rid of DVDs altogether. There's yeah. nothing in like but a lot of other stores are still doing it. So I think it's now that thing where it's that FOMO in a sense that maybe a lot of JVs now I know have condensed a lot of DVD sections. They're still there, but they're quite smaller. But I yeah. think people maybe get that FOMO now and just jumping on board, like, look, get everything while it is and they'll pay the money. Because yeah. I look at things, I prefer to have a physical copy of things, especially gaming rather than a digital. Because I mean, service shut mm. down, company shut down, but at least you still got the disc version to play. Mm. But that's what's my opinion. I'm like that with CDs. That's that's my thing. Yeah. But ever, everyone has like sort of the, the their physical sort of thing that they want to maintain or like, because I just because I grew up with CDs and that like that sort of that's my token of I have this album or you know whatever but like yeah. some for some people that's vinyl for some people that's cassettes apparently yeah. it's gotten to, it's gotten to the point now I don't know how many people I've, I've told this story to because I just it's unbelievable to me um to uh both Melbourne bands um and I had to buy their CDs from the states because they only sold them in vinyl and cassette in Australia oh, wow. <laughs> oh my god insane it's crazy. The usual, sir. Even after 500 plays, our high-fidelity tape still delivers high-fidelity. Accept. It's worth it. I don't get why they don't yeah. sell all different formats because if there's, I have a feeling when it comes to the cassette tapes and the vinyls, they sell it to people who were interested in collecting that specific type of medium just to sell it later yeah. on. And just to digress a little bit. So I have these two, which are Lana Del Rey vinyls. Mm. I bought these for $10 each. They're now mm. worth $200 each. And I, I think that's not a bad investment. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like don't get me wrong. I am a huge Lana Del Rey fan, blah, blah, blah. But I, my vinyl player doesn't work. I don't want to, like, these yeah. are still unopened as well. My, my literal motivation for buying these was how much can I sell these on eBay for? Mm, and yeah. I'm still waiting. I know that they're going to jump up another $50 in value soon. And then what does uh, Blackout go for on vinyl? <laughs> literally $400. Fuck is, it on vinyl, is, it? Pardon? Yeah. is it on vinyl? I didn't even know Blackout would be. No, it was an exclusive Urban Outfitters, like states yeah. only release thing. But they wow. do these things all the time, which I don't get too involved in because yeah. the community is crazy with that shit. If I had bought this one specific uh, Lana Del Rey Ultraviolence box set that retailed for about $120 back in 2014, I yeah. could sell it for $2,000 right now, but, you yeah. know, I didn't buy it, so I missed out. <laughs> but knowing me, I would have been like, no, that's my favourite album, I'm not selling it. Come to the wherever we're at. I'm sure she's on her way. Then there's the sudden seizure-like outburst. Oh, my God! I have, um, I have hot defense in her and then right back into the conversation, which inevitably leads into wholesale groveling. Please, 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 I'm begging you, please. Come on. Criminally insane. Same. And now we're on to J-Lo. J-Lo all the way, baby. We 
actually not yet. Look who's back. She's focused, she's enthusiastic, she's fanatical. She's the red carpet's craziest fan. So there's the bit where um, uh, Chucky's behind the wheel of the car in the, uh, the garage and he's smoking out Nika and she's trying to get out of the garage um, and he's revving the the car while simultaneously changing. I mean, for one, he's not tall enough to reach the pedals. Two, he keeps changing across the passenger seat and the driver's seat while still revving the the engine. It's just funny. It's just silly. And it's <laughs> un, they could they could there's any they could have done anything with that to make that better, but it was just a bit too silly. And something else that um uh BP uh pointed out earlier was the electrocution bit. Where what you're seeing on the computer screen is what you would see if you were Chucky staring at her. It doesn't make any sense and it's yeah. stupid. <laughs> um, I think yeah. a lot of those ones are like it's a movie thing and it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still it still annoyed me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, those those are a couple of gripes of mine. Hate, 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 double hate. Lose entirely. I got to say, I was surprised by the return of Tiffany only because I wasn't really expecting her to return. I remember reading the synopsis and it was very Chucky centric. There was no mention of Tiffany, no mention of Glenn, Glenda, any other elements from the, you know, Bride, Cedar Chucky sequels. So when she does return at the end and she stab, not stabs, like she slices the neck of the guy in front. First off, I thought that was a really good scare because I was waiting for Chucky to pop out of the bag as opposed to someone actually being in the back seat of the car. And there's something that's in, <laughs> like, every uh, movie where it's Jennifer Tilly playing uh, Tiffany or whatnot, she always has that thing where she's like, my mother always told me, and she goes into mm. the dumbest yeah. fucking rants about, like, this is the life lesson my mother told me. And I love that they brought that back. She's still very, you know, very vicious, the same Tiffany that we last saw in Seed of Chucky. So, who's next? Next. Good afternoon. Three day, two day, or overnight? Overnight is extremely urgent. Fragile? Surprisingly not. Approximate value? Well, my mother always used to say, you can't put a price on love. Under 250 then. It was unexpected for me when I watched it um, because I'd I'd pretty much completely forgotten. Like I was just trying to, I was watching it as a Chucky movie sort of separately from those movies. Um, and so when it came in, I was kind of like, oh, oh, shit, I hadn't even thought of that. Um, so it, it kind of surprised me when Tiffany showed up to, you know, slit another throat and, you know, lick a knife and all that stuff. They never learn. The post credit scene got me really pumped up. I, like I was heaps like fuck yes like and uh, andy barkley motherfucker um i was heaps happy to see him and that he wasn't um because when i was watching it i was like surely he's not so dumb that he's just gonna like 
have this mysterious package and then just get killed by Chucky. That would be stupid. But then he's like ready with a shotgun. Um, <laughs> but then it, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, it sort of begs the question of like, hang on, the last thing we saw before we cut to credits was um, Chucky transferring his soul into that girl, which yeah. I guess ties into the next movie, but you don't really know that at the time. So yeah. I remember having some questions on that, like enjoying it, but at the same time being like, kind of biased because like oh, it doesn't really add up but fuck that's so cool um, so yeah I, I really enjoyed both the return of tiffany and uh the return of andy barkley uh, after the credits mm. bp did you have any thoughts um i think it was like a nice touch to have tiffany return but as i said to Coop, i think like the movie was quite enjoyable on its own up to that point that i wasn't really lusting or wanting someone else to appear but it was sort of just a nice touch to to have her appear at the end uh, as well um yeah yeah i um i remember after the tiffany part and when i did watch the post credit scene like probably the third not the third time i rewatched the movie but when someone had suggested to me like oh stick around after the credits i remember thinking what is this scene? And it, it didn't click for me that it was Andy until it saw the, uh, what's called like the certificate from the military school. And mm. I was like, oh, what was that movie with the military school? And I was like, oh, duh, Chucky 3, like Child's Play 3, when it's all set at the military school. But then I also thought, hold on, if this is actually Andy, don't you think he'd be very like suspicious of a good guy's size doll box that's like yeah. being delivered? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's obviously one step ahead because he does have the shotgun that it makes me wonder how many times has Chucky mailed himself to Andy? And this is yeah. just like a common occurrence <laughs> for him where he's like, uh, it's first of the month, Chucky's trying to kill me again. <laughs> yeah, I, It also begs the question, how many times has Andy Barkley shot a perfectly innocent package from Amazon. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, damn, this was the, you know, the robot vacuum cleaner. Fuck, I paid $600 yeah, yeah, yeah. for that. Yeah, anytime a package moves, <laughs> bam. <laughs> Just about everybody works in a post office as an alien. No smoking. Coop, BP, thank you both for joining me again today. It was lovely. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. Listeners, in our next episode, we discuss Cult of Chucky, the direct sequel to Curse of Chucky, and we see the return of Andy Barkley in proper, fully non-post-credit scene this time. (laughs) Subscribe, like, comment, tip, etc. And if you hated our episode... Where do we go?